last time on Dice Heist. You find yourselves sitting where you do most evenings of late, at the Drunken Breeze Tavern. You begin to hear a rumbling in the distance. It grows louder as the source seems to move closer. You hear people on the streets excited at what seems to be coming. He removes the helm and goggles, revealing a pale blue dragonborn face. His eyes stop on you, Dirk. He frowns slightly and then composes his face into a smile. He approaches you and asks, Excuse me, gentlemen. I'm Hatnik, passengers director aboard the IHS Silver Set. Are you Sir Frederick Wellesley and company? I, I look a lot like him, but honestly, no. Although, oh, I might be well, pretty good for whatever job you're looking to hire him for. Oh, uh, no. No, 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 no. This, this invitation is purely for him. But thank you for your, for your offer. <laughs> this, this is a payment for a job he has completed. Uh, have you seen him around? I need to deliver this information to him ASAP. Nope. These are high-class tickets. A stateroom, even. Whoever gets a hold of these will be very, very happy. But they are reserved specifically for him and his two compatriots. Oh, well. You know that these people work for a man named Gandon, who is one of the... Uh, the highest tier of crime lords in the city. They get down all the way to the docks um, before they actually turn, uh, t- kind of to go along the boardwalk almost, mm. and they speed up. Um, and you're, you're able to keep up with them up till this point. <laughs> Nat 20. <laughs> Nat 20. Okay, all right. So yeah, in that case, uh, we're going to say that you can keep this up um, and you're actually going faster than you normally can. And in the distance, you see the dust being kicked up and the sand being kicked up from these motorcycles as they race towards a magnificent, large airship. Even in the dark, you can see its hull glinting from the movement of the moon and its sails, large and bulbous, float above it. It bobs slowly over the water and in that moment your owl disconnects from your sight and you lose that sight of the ship Welcome to Dice Heist, where we roll the dice and see what we can get away with. I'm Bronson. I'll be playing as Adam Vaduva, a wizard rogue. We're all currently third level here. Uh, Nick, why don't you go from here? Hey guys, I'm Nick. I will be playing Dirk Vilgoth, a male human arcane trickster. And I'm going to be pretty sneaky. (laughs) Aaron, take it away. Uh, my name is Aaron. I'll be playing Bertram Durgstride, and uh, he's a human bard. 
And uh, over to you, DM. All right, uh, my name is Raceland, and I'll be your DM for this uh, awful catastrophe that is this game. Last time, uh, after we left uh, our friend Dirk uh, at the edge of the city, um, watching his owl kind of fade away from him uh, as he saw the giant ship that is the IHA Silver Sail. Uh, we're going to jump back right to uh, our friends Bertram and Adam as they are sitting panting in the street after being left in the dust by their other companion. How far how far do you think they went? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, my side hurts. <clears throat> um, uh, well, I suppose we should walk it from here, yes? Adam will nod his head in agreement. We're just, um, we're just going to follow where we... I don't know where we lost sight of him, but we're just going to keep heading along that... Uh, okay. Path. Yeah, you guys got halfway down the road towards the dock, and he turned the corner down, like, the boardwalk, and just kept going, like, straight on. So, uh, we'll, so. we'll follow as best we know uh, mm. the same same route. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, so real quick, Dirk, are you turning around and going back? Yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to head back towards my comrades, kind of retracing the path that I took. Hopefully I'll intersect with them. Uh, and, you know, eventually if I don't see them, I would probably head back to the tavern, see if they went there. Okay, cool, cool. Yep. All right, so, yeah, uh, you, you retrace your steps. Real quick, actually, I don't know if I have your guys' passive perception. I should fix that because that's, that's like bad DM move on my part there. Uh, so, but uh, Adam and Bertram, uh, what's your passive perception? I have 14. 14? Okay. And Adam? 17, I guess, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, so you guys you guys see, uh, no problem, actually, that Dirk is doing a really bad job skulking in the shadows as he moves back towards the tavern towards you guys. Um, and he's, like, moving at such a fast pace. He looks like he just stood up after taking a drink. Like, he does not look like he's out of breath at all. <laughs> he is, like, seriously making the two of you feel like shit right now. Oh, you're so fast. <laughs> <laughs> what, you guys couldn't keep up? Are you joking? <laughs> uh, yeah, so they head, it, they head out the gate, and their airship is out that way. I had uh, Zed follow them. Uh, you saw the ship? Briefly through Zed's eyes as he flew over the gate. Was it the silver sail? Indeed. And it was over the water. And they were heading straight for it. I'm not sure if uh, Gandon and his goons have anything planned for that, but very well maybe. Hmm. Well, if we're trying to ingratiate ourselves here, uh, perhaps we could... Find out what they're planning from the other direction. Maybe find these same fellows that were in the bar. Uh, as you say that, you actually turn around uh, and look back towards the bar. Uh, and luck has it, you see the three of them actually starting to walk out. I'm not fast, but I am lucky, so... Um, what's our plan here? What is our end goal? Do we want to step away on this ship? I don't want to stow away. I'd rather be a welcome guest, personally. And if we can stop some, uh, I don't know, uh, ill happenstance from occurring, 
maybe that they'll feel fit to invite us along. I like your logic. Maybe there's some way for us to create said happenstance. Hmm. Well, I would normally agree with you, but it seems that uh, half the work has been done for us. If they're already <laughs> planning something, we simply need to find out what it is and make sure we're there to stop it. When the time is right. Okay. So we're gonna go eavesdrop on Ganden's goons, see if we can get more info. I have Zed ordered to return to the Drunken Breeze should he find anything with those Dragonborn that went back to their ship. But I think it is a good idea that we get more intel. What all information regarding the goons right now? Just that they have something planned for those Dragonborn that we've seen. Perhaps something planned with the airship. It's really the scale is hard to tell right now, but those goons seemed pretty confident. They made reference to the silver sail. So it's for sure involved somehow. Do we know any of their past behaviors? What they, what the usual MO for these goons are? Uh, real quick, as you guys are continuing to have this conversation, mm-hmm. uh, the goons are approaching your location now as you guys are chatting. They're kind of sauntering down the street. Adam will turn away from them. Okay. Uh, actually, real quick, I was going to ask, are you guys trying to uh, keep yourselves hidden right now? Because uh, you guys can roll stealth checks and kind of like hide behind, you know, like a cart or something that's in the street. Or are you guys just kind of chilling in the street chatting, you know? Um... I think as they approach, we should probably just uh, act off as it, as though we're chatting about something else. Right. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so you guys just kind of continue chatting, and they walk by. So. Yeah, I just want to keep an eye on them and see if I can... Uh, I don't know if they're talking, maybe if I overhear something as they're walking by. Yeah, you can either make an um, insight or an investigation check to determine like what, what you see from their body language or you know if you can try and overhear something. Can we all do okay. that? Yeah, any of you can make that choice. Uh, if you you can either make one or the other. I'll I'll do an investigation. Fuck yeah. Investigation. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Another nat twenty. <laughs> no. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> well, that's good. Insider investigation. That was investigation. Has anyone else rolled a nat twenty yet? I don't think so. I think Nick has got both of them. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you had all those skill check last time. I rolled an 11 insight. Got a fat 10. Okay. Uh, and then you got a nat 20. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So let's <laughs> let's start with the idiot cousins. Um, so, uh, Aaron, um, with your insight check, you can see that they're still chatting about something, kind of chuckling to themselves. They're kind of stumbling a little bit. They've had They've had a decent amount to drink right now. Um, but they're, they're just kind of walking back. Uh, on your part there, uh, Adam, you notice that, yeah, they're, uh, they're still carrying their drinks with them. They're sloshing all over the place. And, uh, yeah, you, you hear a mention, like, oh, it was a good night. Uh, they, they, they mention that they're heading back home for the night, and you know. Um, but uh, as far as you, Dirk, mm-hmm. uh, you hear them make 
very, very clearly that they don't know who's going to get hit. But when they get hit on that ship, boy, is it going to blow up. This is going to be this is going to be a catastrophic event to hear about. Oh shit! They okay. you also hear them mention that the best guys on this, um, and you actually you know of someone in Gandon's uh, employ. Uh, he doesn't. No one knows his actual name. Um, he's often he goes by the shadow or the assassin or you know the knife in the dark. There's just there's many names for him. But what his actual name is never known. Um, and he is an expert at blending into society and killing before anyone else can find out how. Or even if it was him. Uh, you do hear that he's on the job. Yeah, that that's pretty much what you get from that investigation check that was insane. Okay. And I'm thinking thematically, perhaps I picked up on this because maybe they were using Thieves Cant and I'm a rogue. So. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah, you you picked up right on that thieves camp that they were, um, they were kind of talking about it, but also like, uh, you didn't hear them say anything about this this uh, secret person. It was more like the hand gesture. You've seen this hand gesture before, right? Um, the individual that they're talking about, sort of thing. Or, um, yeah. So, right. Same okay. thing with like it blowing up, like it going big, or it being a big deal, that sort of thing. So uh, after they kind of. Uh have moved out of earshot, I'll kind of share with the others what I picked up on that. Um, okay. And then I'll say, like, we should really warn those uh, those Dragonborn and the IHA about what's potentially going down here, because it's going to be big. Adam's going to take out his notebook and start writing this information down. Basically, everything you're saying, he's going to kind of jot down in notes, save it for Okay, cool. Uh, just so you know, uh, I'm actually going to give you a nice little uh, bonus here. Anytime, like, if you continue to keep noting down things in your notebook, mm-hmm. um, if there's ever a time when you have, like, trouble recalling something, um, I'll give you advantage on your rolls to remember them Dope. for any reason. You know what I mean? So, that'll, that'll be a nice little bit of story, you know. I like it. That's, I mean, just fair warning. <laughs> like, every person I come across... At the very least, in Vadova's like spare time, if he doesn't have time to do it in the moment, is going to be writing down like physical descriptions of the person, what the personality was. Yeah. It's like just taking, just notes, just in case. Yeah, as long as you can maintain that. You got it. In game. You got it. You got it. I mean, you know what I mean. So, yeah, just keep that up, and we're good. All right, sorry. Back out of that. Um, so yeah, you guys, they passed you. Um, and actually, real quick. Um, can all of you roll me a charisma check? Uh, this is going to be a contacts check. So, um, this is to see if you guys know anyone that you might think be a helpful resource in this endeavor. Twelve. Twelve, okay. It's fourteen for me. Okay. Uh, nineteen plus three, twenty-two. There you go. Damn, okay, (laughs) alright, yeah. So, um, actually, uh, yeah... Uh, Bertram, you actually know uh, of an individual who's part of a different crime organization. His name is um, Davis, this individual that you know of. Uh, he's actually kind of, he's pretty straight and narrow for the most part. Um, you just know that he's been doing work for um, a crime lord named uh, Petrid. Uh, and Petrid, from what you guys know, uh, especially you, Dirk, you actually have had some serious interaction with him and his goons. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he is like the most unlikely crime lord. He's very uh, sporadic in his decision making, and he just he makes bad decisions constantly. Um, so like he he's recently taken over this organization and he's been driving it straight into the. Um, but you do know that there is a warehouse um, that he operates near the south docks, which is kind of like a um, more abandoned section of the docks. Hasn't been used in recent years. That has where he operates a laundering facility. Um, and what I mean by that is he, he fences stolen goods from there often. And in, a, in addition to that, you know that there are IDs or identification tokens uh, that are used in the city of Agelthia. And one of his big specialties that's keeping his crime organization running is that he's been able to steal and repurpose these for other people to identify who you actually are. So, to make things simple, he is the only place you could get a fake ID. And in turn, this guy Davis that I mentioned that you know personally, he's the guy who makes these fake IDs. Because it takes specialty um, enchanting to change who it actually belongs to in the identification information built within it. So, and uh, Bertram, you even you even think of this like, you know, spinning that angle like, well, maybe we pose as these, uh, as uh, Sir Frederick Wellesley uh, and company, you know. You could see this as like, oh, we have proof. We can make proof that we are these people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, gentlemen, it occurs to me, uh, a friend of mine... Very well may have set up uh, this assassin with his credentials to get on board, and if he didn't, or won't share that information, he may be convinced to have us owe him a favor and make some identification for ourselves. Perhaps we could get on board this way, and then simply make sure we don't plummet from the sky. Would it essentially be blackmailing your man? No, no, no. That's... <laughs> that'd be so rude. Uh... Not to blackmail. Um, he may very well just help us out of the goodness of his goodness. <laughs> Assuming he is good. Yeah, Adam Adam has like a doubtful look on his face, but won't say anymore. Ber- Bertram does too, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you would think he is uh, anything but good. My good man. But um, they're located in the... Uh, certain warehouse near the docks. Maybe we pay them a visit. More than likely, the only thing that'll get him to work and help us is coin. Well, I do know the man. Fair enough. So yes, we'll need some coin, most likely. Uh, you actually know for a fact, because you, you're, you're, we'll say, acquaintances, not just friends. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not quite friend-level. Uh, you've had a few drinks with him here and there. Uh, you know he actually has an apartment in the towers uh, near the library. Okay. And I assume that's a better place to go find him. Yeah, you know at night, that's where he stays. He does gotcha. some side work for um, this goon, uh, Petrid. But, uh, yeah. And his name was Davis, right? Davis, yes. Perfect. Okay. Well, I happen to know where he stays. So, yeah. Uh, if you guys plan on heading over there, is there anything you want to do before you do so? Adam would want to drop by his place real quick and pick up his gear. Okay. Yeah, I gotcha. Sounds good. Uh, do you guys want to play out that scene? We can do that. That sounds good. Yeah, Bertram would be doing the same in his his home. Okay, yeah. So why don't we why don't we go ahead and do the uh, returning home scene for you guys? We're gonna start with uh, what, what, who do you, who do you want to go home to first? Uh, are we all going along? 
Uh, are you, yeah, I was saying, uh, that's another thing I need to know. Are you guys each, like, going your separate ways real quick to go home and grab something? Do we want to do that, like, off-camera almost? Yeah. Uh, or do you guys want to, like, do a scene at home? That's fine with me either. My personal vote is to do it off-camera. We each go our separate ways and then meet up. Uh, that's just my personal vote, though. Yeah, that's fine. Because then we'll just all gear up. Yeah, you guys gear up. And uh, you meet back again at, uh, I'm assuming the, the Drunken Breeze is kind of like your hangout, so uh, you meet there before you head on in. Or you or you might have, I don't know if you guys decided to meet up somewhere else, so. Because I know your goal is near the, the library, so. Yeah, probably whichever of our locations is nearest the library. Okay, so. yeah. Um, so actually, I would say that the closest one to the library is probably Adam's character. Or, I'm sorry, not Adam's character, Adam. Is nearest to the library. Uh, he lives in the the richer district of the city, uh, and he's frequently at the library actually. So uh, yeah, he he doesn't live far. Yeah, real quick, uh, just quick little insight backstory. I am like a library librarian's assistant, so I'm not. I don't like run the place or anything like that. But that's basically my job. Like my my current career is just I'm at the library, fucking filing books away. Yeah, I get you. How big was it? How big would this place be too? Like, like, it's it's a very large library. I mean, think like, it's it's the city's main library. So, um, so yeah, you guys meet up at uh, outside Adam's house. Uh, Adam, can you give a quick description of uh, what they see when they wander up on, onto your home? So my mother uh, really, really, really likes gardening and plants. So most of the architecture in this city be uh, stone. They would be like stone bricks, almost like any other like medieval Dark Ages city. But um, the particular stone that was used uh, came from the old silver dragon's lair that used to rule this place. So the stone has a natural like kind of silvery, almost sparkle to it. Um, it's not necessarily like glittery, but it would have like these veins of... This like really shiny silver that go throughout the stonework. So this this whole this whole place would look like a, a very very small keep, if you will. So it like very very small medieval keep is is essentially what we live in. Not a lot of people in other parts of the city uh, would be accustomed to maybe that kind of architecture. Uh, but my mother, being someone that loves planting and gardening, would have creeping vines running up and down nearly all over this all over this thing. So the vines and the silver veins kind of intertwine and creep within each other. But it's tall. It's at least like it's it's probably like three stories from base ground. Uh, there, you guys have probably known. You you probably been over at, at least a couple times, maybe without my parents' permission. Uh, but you've been over like several times enough to know that there is like a cellar. We've pl- you know we used to play hide and seek when we were kids and shit. But it's it's a lot. It's, there's like a a whole like botanical garden in front and behind this residence. I mean, it's it's pretty massive. Uh, and these would be plants from all over the known areas that like that humans could access normally. So all like some some plants are like considered maybe exotic. Some of them are maybe even considered just pretty looking weeds that grow. Um, around the city, but either way, it looks very well kept. Uh, you would know that my mother sees to that specifically. Uh, my father, he doesn't have anything to do with it, so he's usually uh, writing up in his study. 
it's it's a locked area where we're not usually a other than that, I'd say I'd say as far as like how large it is to scale, manner size. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, that that sounds awesome. Yeah, I love it. Um, so you're you're a few blocks away from the the uh, library. So as you guys meet up, you guys can start from there. I just have a grab a few things real quick. Uh, you're not ready now. Yeah, you had all this time while we were getting ready. You still, still didn't get your stuff yet. We've both gone home, gotten our stuff, and come came back here and just now getting ready. What are you doing? Taking a bath? This is why we tell you to meet up hours before we're ready to go anywhere. You realize? <laughs> like I haven't bathed in weeks, and you're over here taking a bath before you gotta go. <laughs> if we have to be at somewhere at sunrise, we tell you a few hours before sunrise. But anyway, we'll be we'll be here. All right, so yeah. we gotta find Davis. Is that that's his name, right? Oh uh, yes, yes, my man Davis. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, he has some apartments in you here, so uh, well, this way, gentlemen. Adam will follow through. Okay. So uh, yeah, uh, you guys head over to the library, uh, and actually, if uh, the library is uh, west of uh, Adam's home. So uh, you go a couple blocks down, you get to the library, uh, and then you go a, a couple block or one block further, and you actually get to the tower where uh, your contact Davis lives. You know that uh, his window to his apartments on the third floor uh, face the south side. Uh, so normally when you contact him, uh, you uh, scale up the tower and climb in there. So uh, the thing about Davis is he um, doesn't like me using his front door. We have to use the window. So um, after you, it's it's that one. And you notice, uh, you personally know, um, Bertram, that there is a barrel right here at the base. So um, yeah, uh, there is a barrel that he keeps climbing hooks in uh, at the base of this tower. Uh, however, when you look in there, there is only two sets in there. Uh, these climbing hooks will give you advantage on your uh, athletic or acrobatic checks to try and climb up this. Uh, or it'll be an athletics check to climb up uh, this wall. So, okay. One after the other, basically? Yeah, I mean, who, who's going to take the sets of the climbing hooks? Or are you going to go, like, one of you climb up and then drop down the hooks? Or, you know? I, I also have rope and a grappling hook. Yeah, there you go. You can use that too. Uh, yeah, I'll take a set of climbing hooks. Yep. I'll wait for him to drop them. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and you guys can roll. All right. You said athletics. Uh, yeah, go ahead and use athletics for this. Okay. And it's just, uh, do the climbing hook. What was the bonus from the hooks again? Uh, advantage. And then, can I use my grappling hook and. And rope to try to. Yeah, uh, actually, go ahead and make an attack roll with that grappling hook. Just use your your dex. We'll say you're proficient if you use this for. So. Fifteen. Yeah. Okay. You hook it no problem, and we'll just say uh, go ahead and make a really low DC athletics check for me. I rolled a fifteen. Okay. Yeah, you're able to scale it no problem. Got an eighteen on my end. Nice. Uh, and then for you, Dirk. I'm sorry, I didn't hear yours. Fifteen. Fifteen, nice. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, you guys climb up no problem. Uh, and uh, you get to the top and you slink into the window. 
Uh, it's actually a closet in here. <laughs> uh, so you slink into the closet, and um, yeah, uh, you know personally, Bertram, that he uh, he has you knock in a specific pattern on the inside of the closet door. Uh, so I'm assuming you you use that pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll observe all the normal protocols. To yeah, you you observe your normal protocols for contacting him. Splash acid on me or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, you you do that. You wait for like ten seconds. You hear groaning on the other side of the door, and uh, you hear shuffling as he comes over, and he swings the door open, and he's standing in uh, in his nightgown. What do you want at this time of the night? Well, good evening to you, Davis. May we come in, please? He he looks at you with a very unentertained look and just says, What the fuck do you want? Come now, at least it won't be boring. <laughs> do we have a chat and maybe a favor? Did you bring me the brandy I like? Are you joking? How could I not... All right, fine. Give me the brandy and you can come in. I'm hoping I have his brandy <laughs> in my equipment. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, go ahead and uh, let's uh, let's say make an intelligence check to see if you remember to grab the brandy. Okay. Ooh, nice. That's 17 for an 18. Nice, nice. Okay, yeah, you, you definitely remember to grab the brandy. You got him a nice bottle of it, and yeah, you pass it over as you walk in. <laughs> you know it was the last one, so. Yeah, you say that every fucking time. So he uh, he goes over and he grabs a glass, and uh, he waves over at uh, a table where he has a few chairs for you guys to sit at. Davis, this is Adam Dirk. This is Davis. Nice to meet you. Adam will nod at him and then sort of look around where we're at and start taking mental notes of what shit looks like. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, go ahead and make an investigation check. Uh, and actually, we're just going to leave it at that. And if anything is important that pops up, I'll let you know. So what'd you get? You got it. Here's investigation. That's 17. 17? Okay, cool. Yeah. So you if things it. pop up, we can we can keep that in mind. Okay, doke. Isn't this some good quality music? This is Nature Claimed Ruins, Hallowed Grounds by Mark Colette from BattleBards.com. That's where we get all our background music and sound effects for the show. What is BattleBards? BattleBards is the most premium audio library ever created for the tabletop gaming experience, along with tools built specifically to use the audio seamlessly in-game. Tailor-made background music inspired by fantasy races and locations, voiceover scripts written to bring life to everyday NPC interactions, and a colossal array of bone-crushing, spell-blasting sound effects. This is BattleBards. If you're looking to get the best value out of BattleBards.com, I would recommend giving BattleBards Prime subscription a try. With this monthly subscription, you can enjoy streaming access to all BattleBards content, access to all BattleBards tools, including their soundboard and mixer, 
the ability to upload and mix your own private audio library, and 20% off all purchases of sounds you wish to permanently add to your collection. I think this is enough for me. Go check it out for yourself and see what they have to offer. Now, let's get back to Dice Heist. kind of scanning around the room. Um, so Davis waits patiently. He pours himself a, a nice glass of brandy, takes a nice drag from it and says, all right. So what is it, Bertram? What do you want? Well, as you may or may not be aware, there's a certain airship uh, near here. And we have reason to believe that... Um, certain individual is going to make the way aboard and cause some havoc. Maybe bring the thing down? And what does this have to do with me? Well, uh, two things. Have you made any credentials for such a event? Oh, uh, no, not recently. I haven't made any credentials for anyone like that. Uh, I think... No. Can I no, tell no, no, if no. he's being forthright with this? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and make an insight check. Yeah. I would like to as well. Yeah, anytime one of you says like that they want to make a check like that, any of you can make that. That's fine. I got a dirty 20. Okay. Dirty 20. I got 16. 16 as well. Okay, yeah. So we'll just say that all of you get this information. Uh, yeah, he's being forthright with that information. But it seems like he's trying to put heavy emphasis on this being a fact. Like he's he's trying to distract from something almost. Well, uh, Davis, I don't mean to put any pressure on your livelihood. Uh, my second question is, since you haven't made any recently, could you do so quickly for us to get aboard? Uh... You, you mean you want me to make an identification token for you? Yeah, we need some IDs. We need a, my uh, friend over here um, to match certain credentials for a interesting fellow. Okay, first off, why the fuck do you think I would stick my neck out for that? This is Petrid we're talking about. He's fucking insane. He catches me, he'll kill me. He'll feed me to that fucking stupid beast he has. But he's not going to catch you. How do you know that? Listen, I wouldn't speak of his sister that way. I sim <laughs> I'm simply s suggesting that you could help help us out here. There's no w reason you would get caught unless someone could tell that the fake, which we both know that's impossible. Yeah, I know, but I have to go back to the warehouse to make it. I, he might catch me if I go in and I steal one of those. He only has a few in hand. Those things are hard to get your hands on. Uh, go ahead and actually, we're gonna we're gonna do kind of a retroactive right. uh, charisma check. You're going to make uh, a persuasion check, uh, Bertram. This is more to see if you have something on him. Does that make sense? Okay. Yep, it does. 
Uh, that's another dirty 20. Okay, so in this instance, we're going to say that you have already done him a favor in the past. Okay? So uh, you can spin that however you want to try and convince him. Uh, how well I think you convince me in this instance okay. will determine how easy it is for you to convince him. Whether it be intimidation, persuasion, or deception even. So. Sure. Okay. Uh, Davis, I appreciate um, your appreciation of my forgetting you and uh, a certain somebody's sister. Um, remember that thing we agreed I would forget? You said you would never bring that up again. Well, I haven't remembered it still. Well, why the fuck are you talking about it now, in front of these two? I... But speaking of what? I'm simply asking for something to help me continue to forget. I, I have no idea what the hell he's talking about, by the way. Just And you will, uh, never will, as long as we can get some help here. Alright, go ahead and give me an intimidation. Listen, check. I'm not trying to strong-arm you. I'm simply saying, um, I've helped you. I would appreciate some help in kind. But let me also say, just as a man of my word, uh, just as a man of my word, I have no intention of remembering anything anytime soon. Go ahead and give me an intimidation check on your part, Bertram, to see how well this has struck him. And I, I know that you were trying not to be too forceful with it, but it is very slight, intimidating, the way you did. So. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I rolled a 13... But um, if I can speak to him regarding this for a, a minute or so, I can make them frightened of... I can use my words of terror ability to make them frightened of another creature of my choice. Okay, yeah. Um, so I, I think I'll, I'll just... And I, very obliquely, and without actually coming to say it, but I'll just um, imply that uh, the certain someone who he was entangled with as... Uh, recently been upset with how things have went, and I've done my best to calm things down, but uh, maybe that will make him... Okay, yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, we'll say that you did continue intimidating him slyly with uh, the uh, the dirty looks uh, from your two friends here. Actually, real quick, um, yeah, uh, since Dirk kind of stepped in there a little bit, go ahead and give me an intimidation check as well. And if you do well enough, then we'll we'll count that as well. As being enough. Eighteen. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you kind of just you're just sitting there menacingly, pretty much, and that's just enough <laughs> to make him. So like he's terrified of this. He's terrified of you even telling him. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just all culminating. He's like, all right, all right. Who do you need this for? What? What do you need? Tell me, and I'll I'll, I'll get it for you. Well, my fa handsome friend here. I'll motion to Dirk. O okay. What's the name? Sir Frederick Wellesley. Yes. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I I can do that. All right. All right. Let's. Look, yeah, I can do that. All right. Uh. Uh. I I can get it to you. Uh. By uh. By next week. That that good for you? Mm, unfortunately, it isn't. It's a bit of a expedi expedited need here. Do I? Do we have idea of when the airship is scheduled to disembark? 
Yeah, you guys remember that he said it's going to disembark tomorrow. So how does tomorrow evening as a harder deadline? And by that, I mean we need them in time to be somewhere in the evening. I, I don't know if I can do that. I'm not scheduled to go back there anytime soon. Could we help you reset the schedule? I could sneak in, but I can't do that alone. If we go now. If we go, if we go now, I, I think I can do it. If we go now, I think I can do it. I can help. Get your things, I suppose. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get my things. I'll get my things. And he turns around and he says, "All right, get, go on. I'll, I'll meet you down at the base of the tower." And uh, yeah, he he pours himself another large glass of brandy and chugs it down, corks it, and then kind of shoes you out. Can I get a sense of how committed he is to this? Uh, yeah, go ahead and give an insight check real quick. I just want one roll to be a double digits, please. That's a. <laughs> <laughs> That's an eleven. Okay. We'll yep. say you you know him pretty well, so go ahead and give me an advantage roll with that. Ooh, neat. Yeah. Uh, 18. 18, nice. Okay. So, yeah, you, that's enough to get you there. Uh, yeah, you know he is he is genuinely terrified right now, and he is willing to do anything to make sure that this does not seal. Quick, quick thing is we're transitioning. I would like to use two actions to, one, dismiss my familiar into his pocket dimension, and then make him reappear like on my shoulder to report back whatever whatever you deem the familiar can report to. Okay, yeah, not a problem. Uh so yeah, uh you recall and re um so yeah, you recall your familiar and poof back into back into life. Um and I'm assuming you do this once you climb down the tower, right? You're not doing this inside his his room. Right. Okay. Right. So yeah, you guys climb down, you're waiting for him to come down. You do that real quick, and as you do so, uh, he pops back in, and you're able to get this kind of mental, telepathic, uh, almost time-lapse video, we'll say, of uh, what he saw during that time. You can even, like, stop it in certain areas real quick. Um, but yeah, so you get that that kind of, like, brief overview of what happened. And he kind of perched a little off to the side, um, uh, towards the tree line, keeping a good eye on the ship. Uh, once the, the three of them actually got to the ship... Um, the, there was a drawbridge that was dropped down into the sand, uh, and they actually drove the motorcycles up into the back of it. Um, and then from there, it closed up behind them, and you did not see anything. Uh, there is no upper deck. It's all, like, closed in. Um, but you did see lights. There was nothing there other than that. No one left since then. So. Okay. And we'll say, we'll say it's been, like, maybe two, two and a half hours since you, you last had contact with it. With said. Okay. Okay. So, um, I'll just kind of relay that information quietly to my companions, and then I'll just say, "All right, Zed, I need you to head back there and keep an eye out on things, and just keep an eye on that airship." All right. He flies off. Your contact Davis comes down. Um, he's wearing his robes, um, and he's got uh, a hood over his head right now. Any motions to you to uh, meet him over by the door? Uh, you guys wander on over there, and he says, "All right, you know where the warehouse is, right?" Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna walk there in the open. That's not suspicious. I want you guys to follow silently in the dark. 
I, I know, trust me. It needs to be visible that I am walking in unhit. Otherwise, this won't work. Okay? So what's going to happen is we're going to get there. I'm going to go in through the front door. You'll see me talking to his goons. All right? And I'm going to go back to my workshop. There is a back door that you will have access to. I need you to count to 85 from when I walk into that door. At that point, you will unlock and open that door in the back. Okay? I want you to come in. There shouldn't be anyone there. Okay? If everything goes to plan, there will be no one there at that time exactly. Okay? Walk down that hallway. Take a left... And on your right, there will be a door. Go into that door and wait there for me to find. Okay? Do you have the instruction? Adam's writing them down right now. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm going to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> I do believe so. Okay. Yeah. Stealth, into be- Stealth to the back door. Count to 85 once you go in. Unlock, open the back door after you go in. Or after that 85, and then we walk down the hallway, take a left, door on the right, go in the door and wait for you. Got it. Okay. Now, keep counting once you enter. If you reach 100 before you've reached that door, it's too late. You've been made. Trust me. That is the only time frame you have. You have 15 seconds. Get inside and get into that door. Do you understand? Yes. So he acknowledges you're nodding, and uh, yeah, uh, he's like, all right, and he starts walking down the street. And uh, I'm assuming you guys follow. So uh, yeah, go ahead mm-hmm. and give me, um, yeah, we're going to ask, I'm going to ask you guys for a group stealth check here. Group and I'm going to be up front with you. We're going to start with a high DC. We're going to say uh, DC of 16 here. So group check, you guys You guys each roll, okay? Uh, and you are required to have two successes out of the three of you, okay? okay. A crit counts as okay. two successes. A crit fail counts as two failures, okay? So basically, you have to have more successes than failures, okay? Got it. And just as a note, in the event that we're things are going wrong and it seems like we might mm-hmm. be caught or somebody's very clumsy, I'm going to have Minor Illusion ready because it's a somatic and material spell, and I'll create a loud sound of, like, an explosion or something going on further away. Or, you know, no, not an explosion of what would sound like a goon saying, like, hey, over here, or something like that. Like, that's away from us, yeah. Yeah, not an explosion. All right. <laughs> so that's you got that, like, prepped and ready to go to catch, you know, to fix your, your situation. I gotcha. Okay, sounds good. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's go around the, the, the table here. Haha. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we'll start with Dirk. Uh, did you succeed on that DC 16 self check? Yeah, I got a uh, 18 plus 8. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> 26. All right. So one in the success column. We're going to move on to Adam. Adam, did you succeed a DC 16 stealth check? Ooh. I did not. I'm seeing a shaken head. All right, yep, that sounds good. All right, so one in the lost column. 
All right, this is up to Bertram. Bertram, what do you got for us? I rolled a natural six, so that's an 11. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you guys think you're doing okay, um, and you guys are moving along. Um, you guys get to the warehouse, um, and you guys kind of post up for a second, uh, and you guys can see that he is uh, going in, okay? So uh, which one of you or all of you are taking count? of the time that it takes. At the very least, Adam would, for sure. Okay. So, actually, uh, whoever's taking count, I actually need you to make uh, an intelligence check to make sure that you're keeping time appropriate. Okay? Yeah, Got it. Can, one of, can, one of the, can more than one of us keep count? You can, yeah, but that might cause argument if you guys <laughs> come up wrong. So, I've got a 13 for my intelligence. I'm going to keep count as well. Okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and just to be fair, you guys don't know if you guys did poorly. Right. So uh, I, I got another natural 20. <laughs> I'm loving this die. <laughs> Fucking God nice. damn it. I got All a right. uh, three. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Um, I'm All right. like, I'm, I'm humming along a song. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just way too fast. Yeah, I get you. I get you. You got a lot excited there. Because this is like really exciting. You guys are sneaking into this warehouse. Your blood's rushing in this shit. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, yeah, uh, so you're sneaking into Petra's warehouse, and you guys make it to the door, and uh, Adam, you're at 80 seconds. Uh, mm-hmm. Dirk, you are at 83 seconds. Uh, and Bertram, you get to the door, and you're like, shit, guys, it's been 95 seconds. What the hell are we doing? We're, we're, we have five seconds left. <laughs> I'm just, like, motioning, like, come on, come on. All right, so <laughs> I... Like as soon as soon as I get to the door, I'm starting to pick it because uh, I assume it's locked. Okay. Or I, I check if it's okay, locked. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it is locked definitely. Um, so you start picking it. All right. So, um, we're gonna say this. All right. So the DC for this is twenty. You will succeed as long as you hit a thirteen though. Okay. For every point less than twenty, we'll add a second. So, like, say you get a 15, it took you five seconds to unlock this lock, okay? I, I have proficiency with these tools, so that's... Okay. So, it's it's just the roll and then my uh, proficiency bonus, right? Or is that... That is like correct. Dexterity as well? That is correct. That sounds right. Uh, it is dexterity and influence. Yeah, based... Yeah, dexterity. Dex- okay. Alright, so yeah. then with that and proficiency, I got 18. Okay, so you got 18. Okay, so you're, you're stumbling a little bit, but you get a click, and it turns. Okay, you open the door. Uh, go ahead and make a sleight of hand check to do that quietly. Okay. Uh, 16. Okay, yeah, so you move it fairly quietly, um, and at that moment... You guys all notice a shadow above on the rooftop. And it is like, is someone down there? What do you do? Uh, Currently, your count is at 86 seconds. Dirk. Can I I see that person up there? Yeah, you guys can all see this person up there. Okay. 
Uh, he's he's looking right down at you guys. I I cast minor illusion to make the sound of a cat meowing. Okay, <laughs> so you do that. We'll say at an alleyway just off to the side. Yep. And he his head jerks up towards that sound. You guys do. Um, I'm gonna. Moving, uh, you gotta get in. Cast there. sleep at second level. Oh, okay. okay, so you're just gonna cast sleep on this guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna target it in a spot to where hopefully he's the only creature within the uh, 20 foot sphere. Yeah. What's the range What's on that? The range spell? of 90 feet. 90 feet. Okay. That's no no it's problem. You're feet. right. Like, it's it's like 60 feet up to where he's standing. It's a pretty tall warehouse building, but yeah, you, you can definitely hit it. For me. And uh, I think I have to roll 5d8, and hopefully it's larger than his hit point amount. Yep. Yep. You better hope. Because this could go bad. He will know that you cast a spell <laughs> if he's alive. Uh, it's 28. For his hit points. If his hits points, less. Mm-hmm. Put me to sleep. <laughs> 28. Okay, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he goes out. He's out. He's asleep. He drops off the roof. Oh, and, no. And hits headfirst down on the ground. His neck just snaps. Oh no! And he crumples to the ground. Oh. He he is. Why? There is no way he is alive right now. All right. As, as soon um, as that happens, I'm just. Like, fuck. I I just look at them and like without yeah. without making a sound, but like you know, just like mouthing it. I'm like, get the fuck in here. And then I like. Yeah. I'm I'm moving everybody to move. Yeah. Okay, so you guys rush in. Um. Uh, Dirk, your count is at 90. Um, Bertram, you're, you're past 100 right now. You're, like, freaking out. Like, you think, you, yeah. you think you've lost the window here. Um, and, uh, Adam, you're, you're about where, where Dirk is. You guys are a little behind schedule here, so. He, yeah, Adam's, like, staring at this fucking corpse in front of him now. It's, like, probably the first dead person he's seen in real life. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> um. He's lost count. He's just like staring in awe at no. what just happened. I'm grabbing him by the collar and <laughs> we're we're moving. Okay. So yeah, we're we're booking it. We're booking it in there. So we take the left, we get to the door on the right, and then we go in the door. Okay, yeah, so you, you get there, you see no one. It is completely empty in here. You get in, and as you get to the door. As you turn that corner and you see the door right there, you see a guy at the end of the hallway with his back turned to you, and he's talking to someone. You open the door, you go in, and as you close the door behind you, you can see the guy begin to turn back around towards you, (laughs) and the door closes just perfectly before the guy could see. (laughs) All right, so now you guys have a few moments to clean the shit out of your pants. (laughs) Did you see that? I can't believe he fell. I, I think, I think you, you killed. What? No. He's, he's, he's unconscious. Surely. That was a rookie move. You never put somebody to sleep when they're on the edge of a roof if you don't want them to die. Oh, so now you're the master of all things sleep-related. Where were you? <laughs> I didn't know you would die. I'm a lot more experienced with the sneaking around stuff with, than you are, and I've done that a few times myself. 
Adam's gonna, as quietly as he can, like, just gag in the corner. <laughs> Alright, go ahead and make a con save real quick. Let's see how well you handle that. Okay, that is... 12. 12, okay, yeah, uh, you actually, yeah, there's there's a little bit coming up out, out of there. You, you, you throw up a little bit in your mouth. He, like, like, just, like, spits it out a little bit. It just drips out of his, out of his mouth. Shh. You know, like, stringy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. All right, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. So you're, you're quietly throwing up in the corner. <laughs> All right, and then you guys wait for about, like, five minutes, and the door swings open. There's this brief moment of where you shit your pants again, uh, and you see Davis standing in the doorway. Just Davis? And he, yeah, just Davis. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck did you guys do? Get, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Okay. And he's like motioning to you. The one guy in the fucking roof fell in. off. What the fuck did you do? And he's he's rushing you down the hall, and he gets you down the hall and to... Um, everybody. He's like, everybody's outside right now. They're trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. The The back door is unlocked. They're freaking out. Uh, he rushes you into another room as you, you uh, run down the hall. Um, away from the back door, you make two lefts, and then into his, uh, he, he pulls you into his office. Uh, and in there, he's like, all right, I, I got this started, it's going, and he, you see actually, um, there's actually a small arcane box. Uh, it looks like it's made of uh, cherry wood, uh, and it's actually glowing. Uh, the runes on top of it are. And he points to it and he says, the, the idea's in there, I have it going. It's it's encoding your likeness into it and the name that you gave me. Okay. When it's done, it should be done in the next five minutes. Okay. When it's done, you need to grab it and you need to go. Okay. There is no time to wait. You just need to grab it and get the fuck out of here now, or you will all we'll be, be gone. Along with me. Okay. I'm gonna go out there and act like nothing happened. Okay. And he looks like he's about ready to cry because he's just he's just terrified. Just stressed out. <laughs> yeah, he's so fucking stressed right now. Like you can see it is it's like sixty five right now outside and he is like dripping with sweat right now. Here, here, I have an idea. I'm just I'm just gonna I have an idea for you. I can make a noise that sounds like somebody running away. You can go out there and pretend like you spotted the man and then you you yell for them to all chase after them and you take them away down where I make the sound. Okay, all right, that's a good idea. Let's let's do that when, when the time hits. Let's let's wait till this is done, and then we'll go from there. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go step outside and see what's going okay. on. Okay, um, when when it comes time, I'm gonna come back here and see where it's at. Okay. Okay. All right. So he steps out, and well, you guys wait there. One what's sec. Up? Bef yeah, right before ahead. he leaves, I want to use my cantrip, press the digitation, to just get rid of the sweat off of this guy so he doesn't look sus as fuck. <laughs> okay, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I like that. All right, cool. I'm yeah. just going to pat him on the shoulder and uh, do that as my bardic inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, you're dropping him with bardic. All right, cool. Yeah, I like there that. There we all go. I right, love it. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, you're dropping the, dropping the shit. I love it. All right, cool. Uh, waste them shits. All right, sounds good. Um... <laughs> Did I forget to mention that I'm going to throw a combat at you soon? <laughs> so, uh, no, I um, don't recall that. <laughs> all right. Um, so, yeah, uh, you guys wait there, kind of waiting patiently. Uh, it's making, like, queer, weird, uh, like, zipping and 
and like noises as uh, you wait. It's like really bizarre. It's like a 3D print, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so uh, yeah, it's making noises, and when it's done, it makes a ding, uh, and it pops open. Uh, and the the glowing stops, and it goes dark. I think the bread is done. All right. Well, I think we got to get this and wait for his signal, and then I'll make the sound of someone running away, and then we GTFO. Okay. So uh, you guys, who's reaching in for it? Um, it's I'll fucking reach for it. Right? <laughs> or, or who? If if no one else makes the immediate grab for it, he's he's over there. Th- still trying to compose himself. I'm going to grab him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you guys grab it, and then, uh, yeah. Um, so we'll say that, uh, yeah, uh, Adam, Adam's, like, reaching for it, and he's like, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and then Dirk's like, oh, for fuck's sakes, and grabs it real quick. <laughs> um, and you guys, you guys hear the door again, and in pops Davis again, and he's like, all right, it's going good. Yeah, they, they didn't notice. They didn't notice. We're good. All right, you guys ready to run? Yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys come out the door, and all right, he points down this hallway. He's like, all right, this is the front entrance. Go that way. They're all in the back right now. Okay. Gotcha. We'll head there. Wait, I, I'm, I want to okay. make a quick insight check on him. Insight check. Got it. Go ahead and roll that. Ooh. Ten. Ten, Okay. Give me one second. Ten was your insight check? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it seems like he's he's like he's leading you. He feels a lot more confident right now. Uh, it seems like, you know, your guys' help kind of made him more confident. He's like, all right, we're good. Let's let's do this. Go, go, let's go. Okay. So where are you making this noise? Um I'm gonna try to see where he can like exit and like be kind of within earshot of them and I'm going to make it like the opposite direction from like in between him and them if that makes sense so like okay. not right. towards them but the opposite direction okay outside gotcha. so yeah you guys you make that noise and then you charge down the hall right mm-hmm. towards the front okay so you get there and it opens up into this large room basically the main warehouse area right um and you have like 60 feet across till you hit the door okay okay you charge you're running you're running you're running you get to that door and you go to open it it's locked shit you go to pull it and you hear chains on the other side oh shit is there you turn around and you see davis in the doorway he smiles at you and slams the door shut That bardic inspiration you gave him, Mm -hmm. he used for the deception check. (laughs) (laughs) That was after. Oh, the deception on... uh, um, Against against Dirk? Against you guys, yeah. Yeah, Dirk, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so dirty. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, the door closes behind you. And you guys are in this quiet warehouse. It's dark, and a light illuminates up on the cap. 
And you guys see this guy. He looks mangy as hell. Okay? But you all instantly recognize him. Either from what you've heard in descriptions or if you've actually met him. This is Petrid. No shit. This is the fucking goon in charge of this organization. He is insane. You all have a moment of, oh fuck, what is he gonna do? Okay, I wanna take a look around the room real quick and see if there's any environmental hazards I can interact with with my mage hand. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, so you take a quick look around the room. It's fairly dark in here, actually, except for the spotlight or the torch that's by the front door, uh, the door you came from, and then also there's uh, there's been a magical light lit where he's standing too. Um, other than that, you don't see much. Uh, you do see some cables kind of running along the top there towards the uh, catwalk, mm-hmm. but you're not really sure what that goes to. Um, so you don't see anything of note immediately that would be helpful okay. to. Real quick, what does Petrid look like? Uh, so um, best way to describe him, think. Uh, so um, the guy who plays Crowley, in Supernatural. <laughs> okay, yeah. His role in um, Firefly. Fuck. No, lost me on that one. Shit. Okay, all right. So he, he basically plays the same guy. He's just much more scruffy in that one. Like, got he's it, got, okay. like, tattered clothes and shit um, and wears a shitty hat and stuff like that. So, yeah, all right, that, all right. that's what you're picturing here with him. Uh, he's short, maybe 5'6". Um, his boots have holes in them. And he does not look like he's a crime, basically. Okay. And he he's human race? Yeah, he's definitely human. Um so he looks down at you and says, Ah What are you three doing here? Oh, Petrid, we were looking for you. Um Silence, fool. You thought I wouldn't catch you trying to steal from me. Petrid knows. Petrid always catches them. Davis is a smart boy. He came and told me right away. Ah, that's okay. That's okay. Petrid is kind. He made him actually make the ID for you. If you check it right now, it shows exactly what you asked him to do. Yes, yes. I thought it would be fun. Make it a challenge for me. Yes. If you guys escape, alive, you will receive what you asked for. But, I distinctly remember... There, Bertram, Durgestract. Your father still owes me for that trinket I purchased from him before he disappeared. And as I see it, I'm still owed it. So, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take it out of the three of your heights. If you make it out alive, I will forgive the debt, and you can have that trinket in your hands. If not, you'll be dead. And I'll be playing with your corpses. <laughs> and he giggles very giddily at that. As he was monologuing, I wanted to cast Mage Hand Ledger Domain as quietly as I can. Okay, yeah. Do I have to make a roll for that? Or yeah, you do. You need to make a slight, slight hand, hand check for that. Yeah. 16. 16, okay, yeah. We'll say that he doesn't notice because it's kind of dark where okay. you guys are standing. And so with my invisible mage hand, does, uh, does he have a weapon on him, uh, Pertrude? Right. 
or Petra? Uh, no, you actually see that he's wearing a coat um, that covers uh, his belt area. Um, it's it's tattered and everything, but you don't see any weapons. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Petrid, I'm surprised you say Davis is a, a smart man. Um, clearly he didn't tell you about uh, his entanglements with a relative of yours. And as for taking coin out of, out of my hide, I feel as though you should just get in line from with the rest of the debt collectors. Uh, yeah. And what... what? relative are you speaking of? Oh. What, what did Davis do? Oh, you tell you me. remember that uh, spell of time where your sister was quite unhappy with her uh, circumstances? My sister? Hmm? My sister? That is what uh, he told me. Bring Davis in! And he screams that down at you and down towards behind him. And the door that Davis had closed behind him after a few moments, swings open again. This time, Davis is being dragged out, beaten by uh, three, I'm sorry, uh, by four goons that walk out. Nondescript. Not important. And another door opens. Davis, is this true? Did you... Did you have relations with my sister? My precious sister? No, 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 it's not true. It's, it's not true at all. Davis, I thought highly of you. I guess I'll have to find a new toy to play with. Oh, well. Sweet homes, come out and play. And the door that opened in the dark you see a shadowy creature crawl out. And it leaps at Davis. The four goons holding Davis leap back as they see it. And you see before you black panther-like creature with six limbs and tentacles. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) You see before you the gruesome image of a displacer Mm. beast. (laughs) Yep chowing the fuck down on Davis, eating its head first. Davis is very dead now. And Petrid looks at you and says, well now, have fun playing. (laughs) And he he runs down the catwalk backward and he flings his hand up behind him as he does so and the lights spring on in the warehouse, and before you, there are five bandits and one displacer beast staring okay. you down. Everybody, roll okay. For I have a quick question though before initiative. Uh, well, actually, before we ask that question, uh, we're actually gonna end the episode. <laughs> back this up next time on Dice Heist. Hope yes. you guys enjoyed this. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you. Come and listen goodbye. to our doom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, don't forget to enjoy this blooper of Bronson fucking up the intro. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>
I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of Dice Heist. We hope you've enjoyed this production, and we look forward to you coming back for more. If this is the first episode you are listening to, we encourage you to go back and listen to episode zero, where I lay out the particulars of the world of Nagonia and the fabled city of Agelfia, and then we take a brief moment to explain the characters that our players will be playing and a little bit more about them. If you like what you've heard, send your friends, family, and anyone else you want to our way. You can find us anywhere podcasts are found. Check us out on Twitter at Dice underscore Heist. Feel free to reach out to us there and let us know what you think. Lastly, I want to thank my three players, co-hosts, and partners, Aaron, Bronson, and Nick, for bringing this dream together with me. I want to give a special thanks, again, to Nick for letting us use his song, Something For Now, as our intro and outro for the show. And of course, lastly, I want to thank BattleBards.com for helping us improve our show with their amazing background music that we use. Please enjoy episodes 0, 1, 2, and 3, as they have all been released to kickstart this series. We will be releasing a new episode every Sunday. Our next episode will be released on March 28th, so don't forget to mark your calendars. We can't wait to share the next episode of Dice Heist with you. scratching this <laughs> no no just keep it open i could just get rid of this this is just fucking hilarious this will, this will get i'm gonna add this as a blooper It'll get... this is gonna be a fucking blooper <laughs>